1: Thank you for joining us. The foundation of genuine salvation is based on our belief in and application of the entire uncompromised Word of God. We must live in it, walk in it, talk in it, aid in it, love in it, stand firm in it, abide in it, and so on. All love, honor, and glory belong to God. We must continuously strive to abide in the Word of God and all that we think, say, and do. This is the true measure of genuine salvation. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander enlightens us today on how to know if we are genuinely saved.
2: Never, never become so spiritually strong or invincible that the enemy cannot deceive you. That's why 1 Corinthians ten twelve says, therefore let the one who thinks he stands watch out that he does not fall. When you think you all of that, you think you that spiritual, that holy, that uppity there in Christ. God's going to cut your knees off you. So, how does Satan deceive believers? How does he deceive you? You say, "How did I get out here? How did this happen? I thought I knew God better than that." How how does Satan deceive believers? A, he deceives you into thinking you have more time than you actually have to restore relationships. There are some of you out here, you need to get your relationship right with your brother, your sister, your friend, your a church member, a coworker. You need to get right with your in-law. You need, there, there's somebody you, you need to get right with. And you say, well, I got time, I'll I do it by Christmas. And tomorrow, you gone or they're gone. He deceives he you into thinking you have more time than you actually have to restore relationships, witness for Christ, and to yield to the call of God upon your life. You say, oh, God called me to be uh, an evangelist. God called me to missions. God called me to youth or whatever. And you say, well, I'll do it uh, next year. Next year. You put off the call of God, put off the call of God, and you die with an unfulfilled call that God wanted you to have, but you wouldn't receive it because you put God off for selfish reasons, how does Satan deceive believers? Satan deceives you into relying on your own human wisdom instead of trusting the Word of God. When you put your human reasoning over the Word of God, you're on your way down. You're gonna make a big mess of your life, and you're gonna mess up everybody around you. And, and and look, everybody that looks spiritual is not spiritual. Everybody that talks spiritual is not spiritual. You better size everybody up by the word of God. That's including your kinfolk. Okay? See, Satan deceives you into entertaining demonic spirits unaware, such as reading horoscopes. Don't be asking what your sign is. Astrology. I don't care nothing about you being a Virgo. Divination. Consulting mediums. All that stuff is done today. Dialing up hell. That's what you're doing. You're dialing up hell. Say dialing up hell. dialing up hell. Every time you do this, you're dialing up hell. Psychic hotline. You're going to pay somebody, you're going to pay the devil to forecast your future and don't even tithe. Watching television shows based on witchcraft, praying for and talking to the dead. You know folk talk to dead folk? They bear, you know they burn them up, uh, 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 cremate them and whatever. And put them in ashes and put them over some uh, bedroom. Hey, Joe, good morning. Merry Christmas. You, guess what I did yesterday? You'd be disappointed with me, Joe. You know what I did? I, I, I wrecked a car. Joe, if Joe came out that bottle, <laughs> you would be in that bottle with him. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want anybody. That happened to me one time. <laughs> oh, God, well you remind me so much of your God. Oh, and y'all, you know, when, I, when this happened, everybody get quiet. You know, they say, he's going to say something. Y'all, I want you be described when I'm teaching the word, but here's a sideline illustration. So this person, I, you know, I did a eulogy. Something. I'm not going to call her name when in time whoever. But then they cremated him, and then said, I said, you go take those ashes. Yeah, I'm going to take those ashes home. I'm going to take them home. And so I said, okay, you take them home. That's, that's my loved one. That's my dear. I'm going to take them home. Okay. about two or three months later, Reverend Draper. I said, huh? Can you come get these ashes? <laughs> I say, come get those ashes. <laughs> what am I gonna do with those ashes? I don't want them. <laughs> That's not my loved one. <laughs> you know, I, go spread them somewhere. Just just spread them, spread them in the backyard. You know, go spread them, go go, go go spread them. Just, find, just, just spread them. Spread them. You know, you get the ashes, then you find, what am I gonna do with the urn? And you put it there, and you know what? Satan get in it, and you start talking to it, and you know what Satan does? Satan can talk through objects. And he can put his voice and pitch his voice and imitate your loved one, and you think you're talking to your loved one, and you're talking straight to the devil. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody say, what did you say? (laughs) You having a good conversation with the devil thinking you're talking to your husband, Joe. Oh, I'm not talking about you, Joe, now. (laughs) I'm not talking about you. I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh man participating in seances and believing superstition I'm talking about a black cat walk your path don't walk around on this ladder and don't oh. i'm not studying a black cat my faith is not that weak it's just a shoe cat and keep walking you're worried about a black cat and eyes all grayish looking I'm not going. I'll never walk this path again. Get over yourself. You ought to be stronger than that. Talking about a black cat. That stuff is straight from the pits of hell. And God wants to tell me. Let me tell you to stay away from it. It's dangerous. It's, a, it's disastrous. And I need to preach it so you won't get all entangled. How does Satan deceive believers? Oh, it's going to get bigger, y'all. Some believers. Who may be struggling with their sexuality, refuse to allow Satan. I want to tell you, for you who may be struggling with your sexuality, refuse to allow Satan to deceive you through bad counsel into thinking you have to transition to the opposite sex to be happy. You said, Can I believe it? Do that? Yes. If they get away from the word and they start listening to the propaganda the lies the television the social media the politicians and the folk that's promoting this stuff and they're not listening to the word of god they can be duped do not allow satan to confuse you this is a lie and if you believe it if i if i make my body if i change and transition to a woman if i'm a man i uh, from a woman to a man That's going to make me happy. No, it won't. That's a lie. You will end up deceived. You will end up depressed. You will end up in spiritual regression and even suicidal. Repent and turn to Jesus. Accept and enjoy who God created you to be at birth, even though you may have already permanently altered your body. There is still hope for you there is still hope for you. Be mindful, God loves you unconditionally through the best of decisions and through the worst of decisions. God still loves you. How does he deceive? Satan deceives believers into thinking that in-person and virtual worship are exactly the same. That's another deception. to deceived believers into thinking that in-person and virtual worship is exactly the same. Now, live streaming is beneficial for those whose circumstances will not permit them to attend in person. I say it again, live streaming is beneficial for those whose circumstances will not permit them to attend in person. But they cannot experience being, when you're here in person, you cannot experience being enveloped in this spiritual atmosphere. You cannot be enveloped in the environment of the house of God, the sanctuary. Those at home cannot feel the energy in the, in the sanctuary. You cannot experience the hugs the human touch, even when that comes back, you can't experience that. The love, you can't experience the affirmation from other believers. I'm not through. When when you're in person, the church assembly is a place of refuge. It's a place of refuge. You can come in here, and I'm, you can just breathe. You're out of all that politics, out of all that Democrat, Republican... Uh, what's going on in Iraq and what's going on in Israel and what's going on in here and what's going on at the borders and what's going on and, on and on and on you come in here oh God oh God you know I had a person thank you Holy Spirit in the prayer meeting just the other day came before the church and stood there she said I joined this church because it's not political that's what she said she said I got tired of politics being preached from the pulpit Politics cannot save you. No. Only the Word of God can save you. Yeah. Pl- this is a place of refuge. Yes, it, is. It, it is a place, listen, it's a place of social interaction. Uh, it is a place where, you, it's a place of spiritual foundation. Listen, it is right this spiritual foundation, spiritual formation, and spiritual development. Look at that. A place of spiritual foundation, spiritual formation, and spiritual development of you and your children and your grandchildren. That's why you need them here, not at home. And folks say they're looking at home and live streaming. They flick the channel. They forget to look. They're eating pancakes, talking on the phone, and I'm preaching my heart out and they don't know a word I said. <laughs> Your grandchildren need to be in the house of God. Your children need to be in the house of God. And you need to be in the house of God. And if you don't give them that spiritual foundation in there, you you going to cry like a baby when they turn 17 18 when they've got older. <laughs> In-person worship, allows you to experience... I'm not through with in-person worship because Satan has deceived many in thinking that they are exactly the same. In-person worship allows you to experience the power of community. It allows you to experience the power of connectivity. It allows you to experience the power of relationship. You, You know what it does, too? It also provides you a place of spiritual accountability, and spiritual covering. When you're at home 100% of the time, when you're acting the ugly and acting a fool, who's going to confront you? Who's going to say, you talking to your wife the wrong way? What you doing sending a message to your wife, texting her, y'all both in the same house, in the same bed texting? See? You you stay at home because you don't want a You don't want nobody telling you what to do. You want the easy way. This place is a spiritual covering. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, and it's amazing when you come to the church. Oh you only tell me what to do. Who you think you are? You ain't on that. But you go to the job, Walmart, USAA, military, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Who? I wish I could get out and do some push-up. You do everything they tell you to do, and they tell you pick up the trash, you pick it up. You're going to work more hours for the same pay? You do it. Come here. Who you think you are? You pastor this church. Did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) Hebrews 10, 25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of return is drawing near. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That is a divine mandate. I didn't write the book. I'm just a mailman. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at my boss. You, you got a bill that they overcharge you? You don't slap the mailman. You go to the source. Why y'all laughing at me? <laughs> F. This is deep. Satan deceives those who say they are believers into thinking they can have premarital sex commit adultery, live the homosexual lifestyle, and cohabitate without divine retribution from God. Now, I believe I better say that one again and slow down a whole lot. There's a lot of young folk in here that's being messed up. Some old folk, too. You got some sugar daddies in here. And out there in person, out there in live streaming, too. Satan deceived those who say they are believers into thinking they can have premarital sex, commit adultery, live the homosexual lifestyle, and cohabitate without divine retribution from Almighty God. First Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, and by the way, that's women too, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Doesn't care how, how often you come to church. Satan's deceived you. Secondly, another strategy—I'm changing gears now—another strategy of Satan is that he seeks to stir up confusion and strife among believers. Another strategy of Satan is that he seeks to stir up confusion and strategy and and strife among believers. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, "'For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints.'" Now, Corinth, I wish I could talk about the Corinthian church. That was a carnal church. Uh, You know, a very carnal church. Some of everything was going on in the church, including confusion. Satan loves confusion. He loves strife. Satan loves division because it impedes the work of Christ. When there's confusion in the house of God, the work of God gets undone, and Satan rejoices. It, it leads confusion and, and strife, leaves believers and the church spiritually empty, malnourished, and misdirected. Beloved, contention and strife are two of the primary tools Satan uses to keep the church bogged down, that the work of the kingdom is left undone. You can rest assured that wherever there is confusion and strife, Satan is lurking around. Listen, Satan. Here's another one. Satan strategizes to discourage the saints. He strategizes to discourage the saints. Deuteronomy 31, 8 says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The the word is discouraged. What makes Scripture so invaluable is that it will encourage you when you can't even get it from your husband or your wife or your children or other members of the church or co-workers The Word of God will encourage you. It will lift your spirit if you get in it. An effective strategy of Satan is to accuse believers. The effective strategy of Satan is to accuse believers. Revelation 12.10 says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come For the accuser of the brethren who accuses them before our God night and day has been cast down. What makes accusations so dangerous is that people will often believe a lie before they believe the truth. You can't live any time and not get accused. How many of you have been accused of something that you didn't do? Did it hurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beloved, what diffuses a lie is a holy life and a good reputation. When you are accused by Satan or anyone else, refuse, listen, when you're accused, refuse to defend yourself and allow the Lord to fight your battles. Okay? Exodus 14:14 14, 14 says, The Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. You can't beat up everybody that accuses you. Okay? Satan always assaults the mind with, with demonic thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ." Christ. Satan wants your mind, but you put the Word of God in your mind, you will survive. Here, as I close, here are some scriptures to give you so that you can have the assurance of salvation. Just don't just write the scripture reference down so that you can know that you'll say without a doubt. And this is how I'm closing. Allow me to give you these scriptures. You just jot them down. Just a reference. You can read them in your quiet time, and we'll be done. Scriptures for assurance of salvation. Titus 3.5 says, not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 5.24 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Acts 2.21 says, And it shall come to pass that that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there... Uh, Salvation than any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Romans 5 8 says, But God demonstrates His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. John 1 12 says, But as many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become children of God, to those who believe in His name. Isaiah 53 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And finally, Isaiah 45:22 says, Look to me. That's how you get saved. Don't look to people. Don't, don't look to entertainers. Don't look to politicians. Don't look to yourself. Don't look to the money. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is no other. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message. We love you, Father. We bless you. We adore you. Father, you're so good in the name of jesus i pray you take this message and submit it in the hearts of people father you gave a whole lot in this message oh god i pray father none of it fall to the ground i pray father that the saints by radio by social media online youtube or whatever medium i pray father they take this word and they 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 take it and put it into their lives so that they can be brought into a saving relationship with you and then grow in you and see spiritual developments, the likes of which they've never seen in all their lives. Oh, God, thank you that this is a Bible-teaching church, that people are being set free. Thank you, Father, that we are experiencing revival. Like one person said, and we talked about it this morning, early morning, we are experiencing revival in this church. We are seeing things happening. We are seeing God move. We're seeing strongholds broken. We're seeing folk being added. We're seeing you doing a new thing here. Father, this, you're not afraid of a pandemic. Father, you're God, and when we obey you in the midst of a pandemic, you bless us like no one else can in the midst of it. Father, thank you for revival. Thank you for a resurgent. Thank you that you're doing a new thing, and Father, there are folk out there who you ordered their presence today, and you spoke to them. They've been looking for a church that preached like, and they found it, and in the name of Jesus, I pray that they not procrastinate and miss their blessing and give Satan the victory, that they will get up and see a counselor and say, this is my moment. And I'm not going to miss it in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. God bless you.
1: As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials